Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Reservations and I'm Jeremy Blair. And I'm Rain Whalen. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, you know, this is going to be a tough one. Only tough because <laughs> I think I bit off a little more than I can chew with this one. Um, because I, honestly, it was just to push me to watch it. Because I, I love, uh, I love Tarkovsky and I love, um his style and his, his way of making yeah. films. But I was just like, you know, like I've always just, you know, every time I want to sit down and watch something, I end up just watching stupid bullshit. And so I'm just yeah. like, you know what? Let's, let's sit down. I want to watch mirror and let's, you know, yeah, let's, let's get it done. And you know what? It's great. Yeah. Uh, it's great. So, so before we jump into it, cause yeah. I, I point, I, I, I realized this, um, this is the first time an episode is going to come out around, a hol- around the actual time of a holiday. Oh, that's so, a good point. Uh, you know, happy Thanksgiving, yeah, everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, hope everyone has fun with their families or not. You know, I don't know how what your home life is like. <laughs> you know, you may hate your family or not uh, have one or not have one. You know that. I mean, I mean, obviously, we're fortunate enough to have families. Um, yeah. So we will be spending time. Uh, I have a lot. I have a lot of traveling to do. Uh, well, see, you know, the axiom of having divorced parents is uh, I have. Oh, you come from a broken home as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's I my... always forget that. Yeah. It's it's your fault that my parents got divorced. Oh, shut the fuck up. So. <laughs> yes. Your mom, when your mom hears this episode, she's going to make, yeah, he's absolutely right. Yeah, he's absolutely right. I, she's not going to listen to this. She's not going to watch a movie with subtitles. <laughs> um, but yeah, we hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because um, this episode actually will come out. Well, the video will come out the day before, so you know, happy Thanksgiving. And a successful Black Friday. You know, people always forget to wish people a a successful. Yeah. Black don't Friday. no one die, please, or get stabbed. I don't care about that. I want you to get the stuff you want. You know what I mean? However, however, you plan on doing that. Well, see, here's the, the problem, though. Most businesses, most uh, companies now do they oh, start their Black Friday that. deals like a week early. Yeah. So by the time of Black Friday, it's like, oh, well, I mean, I don't have to go in. I've already got everything I need. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in my experience, I've done two midnight Black Fridays at Best Buy, by the way. And it was never that chaotic. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of people, but it was never, you know, it's not like it is in the movies. I think people tend to think that it is. Well, like that, and I want to say, well, and also elsewhere too. Elsewhere, well, a it's a little crazier. That's a good or point. we can't say for certain, but here, because I, I, I mean, you know, I've worked at Best Buy during Black Friday, and it's yeah, there's a ton of people, but it's not like batshit crazy. No, it's only just just be respectful of the employees. I mean, come on. I would they, hope most people are just because you know it's like. It's just like, man, you know, like they had to come away from their families to cater to you. So just be respectful. That's right. Um, and honestly, I've seen some of the Black Friday deals. Like, you know, I always look for the movie deals. Yeah. There's not really anything good out that, that they're selling that, yeah. that I, mean, I want or need. Yeah. You know, so that kind of sucks. Um, All right. We, we've stalled long enough. <laughs> so, okay. Tarkovsky's The Mirror. The Mirror. I mean, you could say it anyway. Yeah, it on IMDb it says the mirror on the Criterion it says just mirror, even the opening credits say mirror. So I, yeah, who the fuck knows how you actually are supposed to say this movie? So where to start? Um, yeah, there's... I as, as we're talking about off mic, um, I'm gonna be leaning into you for this. That's okay. Uh, because um, 
Okay. So I, 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 I want to give you my opinion. Sure, yeah. I was telling you a little bit about it off mic. I, I did really, really enjoy the movie. And I have something to openly admit to you. Okay. Because <laughs> this is... It's been a while since we've talked about a Tarkovsky movie. Yeah. Um, I actually never finished Stalker. You never finished Stalker. That's interesting. I, I got actually towards the end and I was like, nothing kind of what I was talking about in because I do remember what I was telling you in the in the actual episode. I don't remember it at all. Um which was like I stopped paying attention to the subtitles because there wasn't a lot of talking in Stalker. No. But that's what was turning me off. I was like, oh my God. Like nothing is happening. And there was probably I want to say I turned it off right at the uh, the climax. Absolutely the point that nothing is happening. And well uh, I, I well see and after we did that episode, the more I thought about Stalker, the more I was like, I'm going to have to watch it again. And, of course, now it's on my wish list. Yeah. So going into this, I was like, okay, I'm not going to turn it off, which I didn't. But I wanted I wanted to strike wow. that for the record. Because I want to say, I was like, yeah. It's yeah. like two years ago. I Like, yeah, I finished it, dude. And I was like, oh, I didn't fucking finish it. Unreal, man. Uh, I will, once I get it on, on Criterion, I will rewatch it and finish it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, but so going into this, I, I was like, you know, there may be moments. Well, since doing this for two years, I've come to learn like, you know what? Like, it's okay. If there's nothing happening, it's fine. Which in this movie, there are times where nothing happens. And I, I actually really appreciated like just looking at the scenery. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, like, a lot of the shots are so, like, beautiful. Like, I, like, Ashley wasn't watching with me at all, but I would, like, pause the movie at certain points. Back, you, you need to look, look. And she's like, oh, yeah, that is. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, but it was hard for me to discern really, not necessarily what was going on, but how it was happening. Because I, because I loved that it was in nonlinear format. Yeah. You know, this it, it does have a plot, but it is it's not told in order. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the meaning behind things was lost on me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And kind of how I mentioned off mic, um, I did occasionally, not necessarily look away, but maybe I looked down at my phone and I'd look back up and I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. And worried if I rewound it, it was going to make me more confused. So I just said, we're moving on. Yeah. Uh, there was just, there was a lot. I was just still trying to figure out because Tarkovsky doesn't really give you a lot, especially in this movie. He doesn't give you a lot to go off no. of. No, a lot of the the moments in this film are just based on his real life growing yeah. up, uh, based on... His father's poetry, which he reads himself. Yeah, I thought uh, that was cool. Yeah. Um, moments with his mother, moments during World War II, uh, living in Soviet Russia during that time. Yeah. Um, but really, it's not It's not so much about what's happening and why. It's more just about living within these memories and, yeah. and you know, the feeling of nostalgia. And uh, nostalgia normally, you know, for most people means like a happy memory, but that doesn't necessarily mean that. It just means, you know, um, looking back on a memory, right? So, yeah. you know, it's it's reliving these moments. And and I think what 
this movie does very well is not only is it showing you a a moment in this person's in this dying man's memory mm-hmm. but it's also showing you things like how it must have felt right because we don't just remember things with our eyes we remember things with everything yeah right and so for instance i have i have a lot of favorite uh, moments in this movie but one of them and kudos to uh Cinefix, again with IGN uh for helping me out with this one um they they're recalling the moment where um the boy his name starts with an i and i don't remember uh, what it was. ignit thank you is uh being asked to read some poetry yes okay yeah by the the strange lady that mysteriously disappears Ah, and here we're going to get to that so he's reading the poetry someone knocks on the door wrong house right Mm -hmm. he comes back and she's gone instead of you know it's it's of course a to represent lost memory that memory is gone right he Mm -hmm. he can't recall the rest of that moment and so instead of showing her fade away it's the where her cup was yeah i I love that. And having the fog naturally uh, dissipate. Yeah. Yeah. And disappear um, is doing what I think a special effect could never do and is show something organically disappear. And of course, matched with that music that is like meant for like some sort of horror movie um, is, is brilliant. Yeah. The, the stirring strings and yeah, and this sense of unease, uh, yeah, man. Like, like I said, there was I, I loved it. Like the the cinematography was out of this world. You know, I I want to say I've talked about it enough, but like, <clears throat> it's so hard to believe that this movie from the seventies and also in, in a different country achieved some of the shots that they did, like when we're introduced to uh, Maria for the first time, the camera literally pushes over her shoulder. Yeah. It, it just... Uh, I know. It's super cool, man. It's really well done. What... Uh, and something I thought about last night, and I knew... I knew how they did it. Okay. Because of just how it looked. But I was still so incredibly impressed. And it's when that doctor is walking away. So the doctor... Comes up oh, mm-hmm. uh, to um, uh, to the mother, and her name is uh, Maria. Maria. Well, it's like Maria Marushta. Yeah, something. I think it's just Maria. <laughs> something crazy, right? Yeah. Something in Russian. And uh, as he's walking away, we get that gust of wind. Oh, dude. Right? And we get two, right? That's so cool. And I was blown. It's obviously helicopters, but, and that's how they did it. They had a helicopter behind the camera, and they just turned the rotors on. They had two. In different uh, sections of the of that field, dude. That and it just blew me away because I'm just like, yeah. how in the world did they do that? You know, like mm-hmm. how do they pull that off? It's so cool. Yeah, man. It <sighs> and it seems so natural. Yeah, that, that that wind just gusts and moves. And, oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Okay. So before we start confusing everyone, so the film <laughs> is told as Jeremy said through memory through this poet's name, Alexi, uh, as he's just remembering moments from his childhood, from his adolescence, and from his adult life, going from the 30s, the 40s, and then the, the 60s. 
and he is just recalling, you know, uh, you know, World War Two and post-war and then post-post-war and, and, I mean, and just like someone else's memory it bounces back and forth mm-hmm. we, we're not getting this in order um yeah. and we keep going back to other moments in time so um i love how the movie starts with this um this quasi um sort of speech therapy session yeah we're trying to get this kid to stop stuttering yeah um yeah, and it works yeah because right? ignit uh and that's and that's so seamless too. Ignit turns on the TV. Who we should mention Ignit is Alexi's son, as we learned later. Mm-hmm. He turns on the TV and that's what he's watching. Yeah. And I didn't catch that at first, and then I was like, Oh, he's he's watching. He's this. watching that. It has nothing to do with him or anybody else. It's just but of course it I'm sure it has a deeper meaning. Again, yeah. I, I really should have watched this way earlier in the week so I could have plenty of time to do this. But I also like how these are just first thoughts, right? I wouldn't be opposed to maybe a year from now doing this movie again with more time. Yeah, a a redo. Yeah. A redux. Yeah, exactly. Like an Apocalypse Now redux. We could do this again because, (laughs) again, these are just first impressions and sort of using our collective knowledge of film and Tarkovsky and trying to piece things together that we can... And some we can't. And that's yeah. going to be one I can't right now is yeah. the significance of this thing on the television. Yeah. And we should also mention this is the first time that we're doing a movie that both of us are seeing for the first time. Yeah. As you admitted uh, last week that you've never finished this. And of Mm-mm. course me, uh, again, after gaining this appreciation for Tar- Tarkovsky after we did Stalker, I wanted to see it, um, especially when y- you kind of hyped it up for me. You're like, dude. It's going to criteria release. I was yeah. like, well, got to add it. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's. Now there's just two more that need them and then we're good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Please. Criterion, please. Sacrifice. Not, not nostalgia. Rushing. Not rushing. Let's but go. Sacrifice and nostalgia. Please. Yeah. Come on. Because like, I've got all his other movies on my wish list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, anyway. it's it's funny that we're mentioning his past work because I don't know if you caught it. I, I, I caught it. I was like, hey. Um, Tarantino and, before Tarantino because he does this in Solaris I think also okay which um, was before this right? yeah where he mentions uh, Andre Rublev um, yeah. that's horrible pronunciation but uh, it's we're his, sorry to our Russian listeners it's a film in the in the 60s about the saint of the same name um, yeah and presumably who's he's named after I don't know um and uh, the poster, it's like a, it's, it, I think it's, it's a, a French poster or something. A French or, I thought it was Italian. Oh, it, it might be an Italian Because it says, Le. Oh, it's Italian poster. Yeah, it's I like, think you're right. uh, Le something de Tarkovsky. And uh, it's in one of the shots um, in the first phone call. Um, With adult Alexi to his mother. Right. Um, we're getting that tracking shot and then that poster yeah, is I, there. Yeah, I caught it and, and I, I like, rewound cool. and I rewound it so Ashley could see and of course she was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah, it's super rad. Uh, I was yeah. I was really blown away by that. And um all right. So other things that I love. Okay. Okay, because again, it's it's hard to do this in a way that we would normally, I think, which is sort of take you down the plot. I think that would be yeah the plot is, not only difficult for us but also I think it would just ah, waste time. 
I, well, and and also I agree with you, man. Like, so I, I I picked up the movie pretty early yesterday. Ashley and I had brunch, and then we went to Not Hastings. I picked it up, yep. and once we were done, kind of running our errands, we came home, and I just chilled for a little bit, um, and debated if I wanted to start watching it. By the way, the packaging. Yeah, it's rad as hell. God, it's uh, we're using the poster that's on the Criterion mainly because. I really like it. It's really rad, yeah. And also, all the other ones are hideous, and the original theatrical poster, I think, is almost impossible to find. Yeah, and, you know, the ones that, I mean, by hideous, he means super pixelated. You, they're like, yeah. you know, you can't, you wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to superimpose it here and yeah, need no. to see it. Because uh, um, there are some that I love, and that's of, you know, Maria floating over the bed. Yeah. Or, you know, like stuff like that, that I, those posters are so cool. But again, they're, they're too small and they won't fit. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, and so I, I was like, you know what, I should... Multiple times yesterday, I was like, I should go ahead and start watching it. Had I done that, I probably could have formed some sort of timeline. Mm-hmm. But having watched it at about 8 o'clock... Yeah. It's about I, the time I started. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it at 8 and got done about 10.45 and I was like... Movie's not that long, by the way. It's not, <laughs> uh, but I had to pause it a few times yeah. to like grab a snack or something. I had to pause to eat, so yeah. Uh, once. But yeah, I was just like, and it was during the really cool part. At least I thought it was cool, just because um, I almost grabbed Haley to watch it <laughs> because he was speaking Spanish. Um, yeah, and there's no subtitles. I loved that, and there was no subtitles for this man talking about his bullfighting career or just bullfighting in general. Just, yeah. There are no subtitles, and I don't speak Spanish as well as Haley does. Um, and, you know, I, I got a few things, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's describing bullfighting and what it entails and how you do it and how he does whatever. Um, but I, I love that, and I had a positive but Yeah, I, I'm i really glad you brought that up because I, I loved that scene. I, I really love it. In a foreign language film, they have another, another foreign language in it. And they don't subtitle it for the audience because, you know, to the characters in the scene, they don't know what he's saying. Right. So why would I subtitle it for right. you? Exactly. Why would, yeah. You know, because because um, it's not Maria, it's... No, it's his wife. Because N- every time Natalia. he... Natalia. Every time he thinks of his mother, um, he thinks of her. Yeah. Which is why she plays both parts. Yeah, uh, his wife is Natalia. Which is, ugh unbelievable i love it i love that this woman is playing both parts yeah um because it's it's sort of that it's a little um oedipus-y, i guess um yeah but uh you know i like that i think it would have been it wouldn't have been super tarkovsky to put another woman in that place if his mother yeah. right because at first i just thought we're we're seeing a lot of different scenes with his mother in it and a lot of it didn't make sense and eventually he says that you know when i think of my mother i think she has your face right yeah so go oh got it yeah yeah and and of course it's also plays to the the um malleability of memory yeah yeah um now we should also mention we never see uh adult alexi no um, which is something I loved. We just hear his voice. Um, he's in the bed, but you see his hand. You see his hand, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I, I just love that because Tarkovsky shows us him as a child, as a young man, which uh, the same actor who plays Ignant plays Alexi at, at adolescence, um, also playing into right. memory. Um, but w- when he becomes an adult, we we don't know what he looks like. Mm. And I think, I, at least my interpretation of it is Tarkovsky is like, I don't want you to care what he looks like. Who, who, who cares what he looks like? <laughs> he is dying and remembering these things, so we're seeing it through his eyes. Right. And- but of course, as a child and ad- adolescence, the world is much bigger. Yeah. That's why we see Alexi in the memory. But when he's an adult, his world is much smaller. His wife, his kid, or his ex-wife, I should say. Um, and his, his, so we see the world through his eyes. Uh, Which is really interesting. I, I, I And I love that choice. Yeah. Of, I guess, in in a sense, it is modern day. I guess because he's an adult and but he's not sick yet, right? Yeah. But he is. Uh, characters are looking right in the camera. Yeah. Because uh, that's who they're talking to, right? Well, they're- see, and 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 of course, I just love that. Uh, like I, I loved that the all main. It's mainly uh, that actress. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce her name. <laughs> and I should also mention, uh, Future Rain let us down last week uh, when he edited oh, the single man episode. He was supposed to do certain things, and uh, it didn't hit him until after the 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 audio the video was edited and exported. That he was like, "Oh shit, I didn't do any of the corrections or like name drops." Whoopsies. So, Future Rain, for the love of God, don't forget this time to put in that actress's name. Yeah, but hey, you put chapters in, which is cool. Yeah, hey, and if you like that. For the love of God, let us know in the comments. <laughs> or on the Facebook group. Yes, we. I meant to mention that last yeah. week. Uh, yes, we have a Facebook group. So if you don't really care about our Facebook page, but we have a Facebook group, we should probably promote it on the Facebook page. Probably. Um, so that way you can interact with other listeners if you want to do that. Anyway. It does. Anyway. So, um, right. um, so, and so I just, I loved that. Primarily throughout the most most of the movie, she is talking to camera, mm-hmm. and I, I love that. Even in 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 the final shot when she, you know, when her when it's his father asking her asking his mother, um, do you want a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. And she looks directly. I just, ugh, I know. I loved it. I know. It was so good. Now, it's if so I can red. only figure out the meaning behind it. <laughs> um, and that might be hard because, you know, it's not just like we're we're not trying to decipher a meeting from like a David Lynch film yeah. or, you know, something like that. This is something and you see it in every review for this film. It's something that's so deeply personal. Yeah. And I saw something that I really liked, which is it's so private. I like the word private instead of personal because private in you know insinuates that we're not supposed to be saying this stuff. Yeah. Right? That he is, you know, giving us access to um to to something that is completely supposed to be his own and nothing else. Yeah. Right? Um and again, having his dad read um pieces of his poetry, um 
as narration, I really liked. Yes. Um, now me trying to, you know, trying to hash out the poetry and what that means is its own. Yeah. Thing, you know. Yeah. Well, and he reads it so quickly too. It, I know. It, it, it takes you. You would have to rewind, watch it again. Uh, I mean, and luckily, you know, there are subtitles, but he reads it just so quickly. It's hard for you to to have a moment to catch. Like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. Um, and again, that that's part of the whole like you know we're moving on. I missed it. We're moving on. <laughs> um, and normally I I don't do that, but like with a movie like this, where I am having to rely on the subtitles, um, and there's so much. It's it's there's so much information given and not given simultaneously mm-hmm. that I was just like we're just, we're gonna move on. It's like the fog on the table. It's the it's what's not there, what's missing. Yeah, that means the most, yeah. right? And so he's using both, you know, things that we see and things that we're not seeing. That mm-hmm. they both mean something, and you know, it's just so much. It's so dense, and it's it. I I, I really like yeah. that you use dense because. It, it, it feels like a very dense film while simultaneously feeling like a, a light film in terms of uh, 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 tone and weight. Mm-hmm. It's not very heavy-handed. It's very just this guy remembering stuff. Yeah. But then I'm going to overload you with a ton of information with no context. There, there, are, two, there are two more uh, scenes that I am obsessed with. Okay. And so I want you to start thinking about yours. Okay. And we're just gonna we're gonna do it like this. We're gonna talk about the scene and we're gonna try to break it down as best we can. Okay. Okay. So the first one I want to talk about is the dream sequence of Maria wetting her hair. It's in black and white. She's wetting her hair. Oh yeah. And then the the room is decaying and thing and the ceiling is falling down and you know we're those shots are incredible to me. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at it. I don't know what I'm looking at, right? Mm-hmm. I know that it isn't. This isn't a memory. This is a a feeling, right? Yeah. And of course, it's a it's a dream sequence. But um, Tarkovsky's dream sequences are put in so so slick that you don't know what is real and what isn't. Mm-hmm. In in the sandwich that is real dream and real, right? yeah, because. He does the same thing in Stalker when when the Stalker is laying down in that in that ravine or stream or whatever that is and he's and he's dreaming. You know that is also super hard, right? Because yeah. because of what we've been seeing so far, and the images we're seeing, things are already a little more surreal, and so when we get into this hyper surreal moment with this decaying um, room building. And yeah. it seems like the room he lives in modern day, this is the building he lives in now, but his mother is young, or maybe it's his wife. <laughs> yeah. Right? And we're, you know, and so that's sort of ambiguous. And then, you know, what does it mean that the room is decaying? Is it to represent his 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 illness? You know, he's decaying. He's dying. Right? And so young, also. He's only in his 40s. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting. What did you think about that scene? So... That is one of mine because I I loved it. Yeah. I I loved that it did get very surreal. Um, I especially just like I I really liked Maria or Natalia as she was kind of like dancing, mm-hmm. but I I did love the shots of the 
bits of roof just falling and i everything's wet everything's right? wet the 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 walls are covered in something yeah it looks like it could be mold, but it's probably like moss or and something. And the black and white is so monochromatic. That yeah. It is black and white. There is no gray, right? This is yeah. straight black and white, which I which I like. It gives a different aesthetic to it. Yeah, it's yeah. That was that was one of them. Uh, one of the one of the two. Um, yeah, man. I so I tried to find something about that because I wanted to know. I'm like, this has to have a meaning to it. And somewhere I, maybe I was misreading because I also didn't want to look away. Yeah. I probably should have. People, if you are commenting, you're probably not. But if you are commenting, like, well, why didn't you just pause the movie? Because I wasn't thinking about that. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to watch the movie and learn simultaneously. Because <laughs> I didn't think about it. Um, That's funny. But I did, I really loved it, and so so what I so what I found was, it was supposed to kind of thread that line back to and it ties in with my second favorite shot of uh the barn on fire yes the barn on fire that was mine Ah, yes barn on fire barn Barn on on fire fire is (laughs) that's just a scene barn on fire is one of the most incredible shots because i think of the juxtaposition between the calmness in their house there's a fire don't scream yeah and then we follow Alexi. Yeah, Alexi and his sister. Um, out And it's a tracking shot following them outside to look at the fire. And the fire is not just a fire, but it's like an inferno. It is gigantic. Yeah, it has engulfed the barn. Um, and all you can do is just, as they do, just you have to stand and let it burn. All you have to do is sit there and watch because that's all you can. Yeah. And if it was a small fire, maybe they could have gotten it. But now the, the the barn is it's gone. And I just I love the. Uh, we see Maria and I think they say that's their grandfather just watching it. Just it's. Yeah. And, and you can feel their helplessness. There's nothing they can do to stop it um, until it just it stops It'll, until it gets small enough for them to stop it. And of course, it's significant the the barn on fire because uh, later when he's on the phone during that shot with the poster, mm-hmm. uh, he's on the phone and he's asking his mom when when was that fire, and she said it was thirty five. It was the same year that his dad left, and so he is sort of he's making associations with that with the barn on fire mm-hmm. and his dad leaving. In my personal opinion. So it's almost like he is remembering these two things at the same time because they're both significant moments that happened near each other, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they're both events that change people's lives. It's not their barn, I don't think. No. Um, And so it didn't change his life necessarily, but he's watching someone's life change for the negative like it's changing for the worst and his life changed for the worst when his dad left yeah right and so it i think it might be a little bit of that cinefix does countless videos of the mirror they they always choose it on their countdowns they're they're huge uh pretentious nerds when it comes (laughs) to the mirror and they're always choosing it um and they they even mention it um 
and this is why, right? Yeah. Um, it's shots like this. It's moments like this. It's feelings like this. Yeah. It's and it's a beautiful shot, like because I want to say I've mentioned it on the on the show before, but like when a director can show beauty in this level of destruction, like it's it's gorgeous. Like yes, uh, you know it's terrible that someone's livelihood is gone now, but you know the the beauty in that is this fire is also very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, how Tarkovsky just like the framing was just so gorgeous. Yeah, I know. Like, and I love that that's the menu on, yeah. on the criterion. Yeah. Uh, I loved, uh, cause you know, I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. But actually seeing it in the film, cause of course it's zoomed in for the menu, mm-hmm. but seeing it in the film, it's, and so anyway, so I read that it, it the decaying house and the barn on fire tie hand in hand. I'm going to go with yours. I agree with yours. Okay. That maybe he, he's just thinking about his mother or his ex-wife in, and knowing that like my body is failing. me. And of course, like, you know, Tarkovsky knows you're not going to know which woman it is. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's on purpose. Yeah. Right? Cause we we both we see them both with their hair up and we see them both with their hair down so it's not like we were even keeping up continuity that way it's just yeah. they're basically the same person so yeah. uh, especially with no in this case in the dream sequence there's no context because it's a it's a dream it's a nightmare yeah. um and so we're not getting to know who that is right yeah. in his mind so it could be either or and it's both um so I also really liked the intercuts of real newsreel footage. Yeah. I from the war. Yeah. I loved that. Um because, you know, it wasn't just coverage on what was happening in Russia, but what was happening in uh China and you know, with the I'm assuming the communist manifesto in in China and you know, and then it what looked like Italy actually or maybe it wasn't Italy it, it probably was Moscow but it but what was so what is so baffling to me is that he achieved something that directors now can do is seamlessly recreate newsreel footage but have it intercut too because mm-hmm. I I want to say the scene where the parents are sending the children off he recreated maybe I don't know it's seen that's it looks it looks good. It looks great. Yeah. It looks like that's actual newsreel footage of, you know, the, the, you know, this film crew watching these parents send their kids off to to be safe from the war. Yeah. But then it could also have been something Tarkovsky recreated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what helps is he keeps it in that sapia uh, filter. Yeah. Um, because the newsreel footage is in sapia, so it, he keeps it like that. So you can't discern, well... Mm-hmm. This is news, and this is what I did, right. and and I really, I really liked that because, you know, it was Alexi remembering, like, oh yeah, I remember when, like, all the kids had to be evacuated, and I remember, you know, when all these young men were trampling, you know, tramping through the snow, and and uh, and it's almost. 
you know, I use this a lot. I used this word a lot last week. But it's almost like Tarkovsky is showing us that there are these beauty in remembering horrible moments mm-hmm. from your life. Yeah. Like, yeah, Alexei was alive during, well, 1930. It's World War Two, right? No, it's World War One. No, it's World War II. Or it's, I mean, it's before World War Two. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe like we've done in the past, maybe I'm reaching. <laughs> Too high. I don't know if you can with this. I, I, yeah. I mean, I guess the, in a sense, yes, you can. But, uh, you know, with this, there's just so much interpretation that needs to be had. Uh, and some that we'll never get because it's just so personal and it's so yeah. private uh, that, you know, we'll never know. Yeah. Um, or at least my dumbass will never know because I, I don't know <laughs> if I'll ever be able to figure that out. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I agree. Maybe we should uh, we should give ourselves a year, <laughs> year year and a half reminder. Like, hey, we should redo mirror. Yeah, we should redo mirror. Let's actually do do a lot of research. What's on the second disc? I, I was know. gonna pop it in after I was, I, I was after I was done watching it, but then when I was done, I was like, I was two and I completely ran out of time. I didn't. I we stayed up till two, but I was like, I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to process. Mm-hmm. Everything I just saw, which clearly I didn't process anything, but I, I still loved it though. Yep. Even, even though there are things I don't get. And I agree, as you've been saying, it, I agree. There are things that Tarkovsky didn't want us to understand. Like, Hey, I'm just showing you this to let you in on a little bit of my own personal life. I don't want you to understand it. Yeah. You know, like. Having his father involved in it and having his mother involved and, you know, retelling moments, you know, his mom being a proofreader for a news company or a newspaper, you know, that was, he didn't have to add that, but he wanted to, right? you know, and that's also another one of my, that's probably on my, probably, it's in the top five. I love that whole sequence of Maria frantically getting back to the paper and you know, she's for sure she missed a mistake. And then her boss berating her, mm-hmm. like, because it's such a turn. Yeah. You know, like her boss is, was comforting her yeah, and then yeah. was like, well, hey, well, you know what? This is why you f- are a fuck up. Yeah. And it's just so. And why your husband left you and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's yeah. Just so. It's so strange, but it's also so real. Yeah. You know, too. And it's also so odd that it, it almost feels out of place because Alexei has nothing to do with it. Yeah, so how, how does he remember this? Right. And this isn't really a memory. It's more like a a reconstruction of a story his mother told him. Right. Morty's mind blowers? Exactly. <laughs> this is a this is a this is something that maybe his mother had told him about. This is what happened to work so today. He was, and he it, is piecing together this story and here it is. I remember that time you told me you got in trouble at work. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes more sense than anything. Because I did feel like it was out of place, but I didn't question it. No, I mean... And I think you're not meant to question it. Um, and that's probably why the sequence is in black and white. Because Alexi wasn't there. Most of his... Mem- when he's remembering certain memories, it's in color. Yeah, because he was... now it also might be, um, it might not be his mother at all. I, I think I'm recalling the clothes, and the clothes make it seem like '60s. 
which means that it could have been Natalia, yeah, his it, wife. It yeah. probably was Natalia, and this would be something that makes just as much sense. Which is, uh, he's remembering something that his wife said at work. Like this is what happened at work today, you know. And see, that makes more sense. But Tarkovsky, they call her Marishta uh, in the scene. Oh. And that's why. Oh, then there you go. But 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 the but you're right though. The clothes and the time. The clothes don't screen thirties to me. But. Don't match. Right. So, but then again, it could be you know, Tarkovsky driving home the point of, at this point, Alexi is an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's misremembering. That's interesting. Maybe it is his mother, but maybe. He thought it's kind of like when yeah. you're trying to remember something, you're remembering a moment, but you're placing it in the wrong setting. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that. That's yeah, yeah, I've like, done oh, that. that before. I wasn't there, I was here, right? Or whatever, you know, yeah. what I mean? um, or like last night we're both- uh, or Friday night when uh, we told Emily that we had watched <laughs> one of the little Nas X music videos. Oh, right, and she was like. We did, and then luckily my wife was like, "Yeah, we watched it at our place." Right, but um, yeah, it's or we're both wrong, and or we're both wrong. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a. I mean, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. That's probably more likely. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, what's what's that guy's name? Um, he's a movie. He's a film critic. He's uh, he, there's a bunch. Uh, I want to say Martin. There's there's Ebert. There's well, Ebert's oh Martin. Dead. Um, you asshole! <laughs> I knew his name until you asked me. You stupid. Ah, so yeah, because he's got a beard yeah. and glasses, and he always has a pen. He's always. old as fuck. He's not that old, uh, dude. I remember him being on like this DVD that we had when I was growing up of the Little Rascals, and him like talking about like why the Little Rascals are like. Like how the show came to be, and like this and that, and um. Anyway, you know what? We'll talk about. We'll talk about him later. Um. The, the joke I was gonna make was, I'm sure some if a film critic out there is actually listening to our bullshit, they're probably like, "Yeah, no, you guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong." Yeah, Peter Travers is like, "I don't got it." <laughs> yeah, Peter Travers is like, "I'm gonna write this Rolling Stone article yeah. about how these two guys are." Wrong. Gene Shalit's like, they don't got it. As he's waxing his mustache. Yeah. They don't, they don't know. Is Gene Shalit still alive? Anyway. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ebert is not. Yeah, yeah. Potosito. Uh, All right. Uh, May your rest uh, But yeah, so it just. I I loved it, man. I, I truly did. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, yeah, there were times where I was just like, okay, was this necessary? Like, um, I'm trying to think of one part in particular that I was like this doesn't feel necessary to the story um I'm really trying to think okay I mean uh, mainly the first kind of interaction between the doctor and Maria uh-huh. it, it just seems it, it just doesn't add anything to the plot other than that he breaks her fence breaks the fence yeah and then he just kind of goes about his merry way yeah um well, a lot of it is where they live in in relation to where he was going. 
I think a lot of it also is it introduces who his mother is and what kind of person she was. And of course, there's that you know. Then without that, we wouldn't have got that awesome shot with the, with yeah, the wind, you know what I mean? know. which is so good. I know. Um, so ah, you're wrong about that one. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> and then we wouldn't have this poster either. So that's true. Go? Well, it just. But all all in all, I I really loved it. Um, uh, I thought for sure though we were about to see her kill that rooster. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Like, cause you know, you know, there are, you know, film laws are different in different countries. So I was like, oh my God, she's about to kill that. Yeah. Cause I thought like, oh, like they'll probably, you know, bring in like a fake one. No, she brought in a real one and that fucking ax looked sharp as hell. Yeah. And I was like. Now that was also a really cool moment with the feathers hitting her. There's like two, like two feathers hit her face. Yeah. You know, that woman's face so good. And I don't know if that's on purpose or not. But well, and I love how it clearly affects Maria. Mm-hmm. Like, because when we see her face, when she looks directly in the camera, she looks almost sort of... Um, I'm trying to find the right word. She, almost like, uh, like she enjoyed killing it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like she got some sort of, I don't want to say pleasure, but she, she, she enjoyed it, mm-hmm. you know, even though in the, in the shot previous, she was like, Oh no, I don't think I should. I can't, I really can't. And then she's like, Oh, well maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I did like that shot where no, she, where she, there's this obvious turn to Maria and she just looks directly into camera. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I really, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I'll definitely be revisiting it. Oh, again. and I will have to figure out what the hell is on that second disc. Yeah, you gotta figure out what's on that second disc. Because I, I read was, the booklet. I was yeah, I was even on the Criterion website. I'm like, what is on it? And because you know, and usually like on my Fantastic Mr. Fox one, it has two discs, but the second disc says the supplements. Mm-hmm. Or no, I think it's. No, one's a Blu-ray, one's a DVD, and then one says, like, supplements. Supplements, yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe it's just special features, but it just says Blu-ray on it. So I'm like, is it the movie again? Is it more movie? Like, what is it? Yeah. So I I guess I'm going to have to figure that We're out. We're going to figure it out. Um. So, Jeremy, is there anything else you want to add, or are you ready to wrap up? I think I'm ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up. I think that this is probably... It's as good as it's quickest gonna episode. It's as good as it's gonna get, I think. because uh, yeah. you know, we could, you know, gush over the, the visuals or the yeah. you know, the I do wanna bring in one oops I forgot. Oh, okay, oops I forgot. I laughed so fucking hard when they show the scene of Alexi's father coming home from the war mm-hmm. and he and his sister are racing towards him, and the actor, who oddly enough his name is is Ignant trips and just eats shit dude he just fucking hits the ground but then gets up like it's nothing um he he scorpions himself which yeah. if anyone doesn't know what that is when your legs fully touch your head <laughs> and uh he fucking did and i even rewound it so ashley could see and she thought that was pretty funny she's yeah. like i wonder if that was meant to happen of course um tarkovsky or if that was an accident. accident i don't um, know if tarkovsky does accidents I would give him a pass if that was an accident. Okay. He just thought it was like 
that's fucking funny. Yeah. Or it was meant to show, or he was like, you know what? Hey, that shows just how excited he is to see his father. Yeah. So we'll leave it in. Yeah. But it was fucking hilarious, dude. He it's just... funny when kids get hurt. I, I've always said that. <laughs> I've always said it. It's funny when kids get hurt, you know? We're not sadists. <laughs> it's just fucking funny. It's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, we could go, we could go on and on about the visuals, but I don't think anyone would care to listen. No, nah, not pff, talk about visuals on a podcast. No, probably not. Um, yeah, no. Uh, but trust us when we say that they are gorgeous. Oh yeah. Go, I, you know, either get the Criterion if you subscribe to the Criterion channel, which uh, I heard it is a little expensive. It is very expensive. But if you are Mr. Moneybags out there or Mrs. Moneybags. Um, you got the, got the black platinum card. Yeah. And then check it out on there. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on there. Yeah. And um, check it out. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Or find a cheap copy of it. I have a pretty inexpensive copy from Russia. Um, that is a region free Blu-ray. So Nice. Um, that I got before this, of course. Yeah, I uh, one last thing I want to leave you guys on is I, I agree with what you said last week about the film, that it's visual poetry. Yeah. I think that sums up the movie. It's visual poetry. Perfectly. It's, yeah. it, that's all it is. Um, yeah. All righty, man. What are we talking about next week? So... <laughs> As you even helped me try to decide because I hadn't. Yeah, but you didn't go with my suggestion. So I'm sorry. <sighs> we will do that. Okay. I mean, I still have a few more picks before the end of this season. That's true. Um. So I, I really thought about it, and I even tried to get my wife to help, and she had a good pick. But her pick is the one she told me I should do. It's very hard to find. Um. I mean, I'm sure you, of all your well of resources, you probably could find it. But I know when I had to find the one she suggested, it was hard. Yeah. So I'm going with one that, uh, you know, I've seen it once and I love it. Yeah. Um, so next week, we're talking about SLC Punk. SLC Punk, man. Some Matthew Lillard. Uh, I, I've been on a, a huge... Matthew Lillard, Matthew Lillard kick recently. Uh, during October, Ashley and I watched Scream. And it was a first for the both of us. And Matthew Lillard steals every scene he's in. Couldn't agree. Um, did you know Stu was supposed to come back in Scream 3? Was he? Uh, having survived a TV to the head. Yeah. Um, and he was going to like orchestrate like new ghost face killings. Yeah. But then that's when... Um, Do you think that's going to be in the new Scream? Do you think it's going to be Matthew Lillard? How fucking awesome would that be? <laughs> that would be super rad. Because uh, everyone else is back. Fucking Courtney Cox and fucking David Arquette. David Arquette, yeah. Um, but uh, but then uh, right around the time that they were beginning production of Scream 3, uh, Columbine happened. And they thought it best to not have a former high school student um, doing... Because th- I think the killings were going to involve a high school. And so they were like, we need to change this. Damn. Um, but then, uh, as I mentioned on Friday, Ashley bullied me into watching hackers, um, bullied you, bullied me, which bullied is you. wild. Cause that movie came out a year before scream. Yeah. Uh, but Matthew Lillard also steals every fucking scene that he's yeah. in. Um, hey man, I've never seen hackers. Don't want to. So I think you should just on principle. So you can join me in <laughs> agreeing that that movie is so overly nineties. Yeah. Like 
they just two nineties. They really doubled down on hey, this is man, this is this is the culture now. This is what's going to be like in ten years. Yeah, and how wrong they were. Yeah. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about SLC Punk. Yeah, uh, this nope. is one of favorite, one of Ashley's favorite movies. Soundtrack is super dope. Uh, yeah. Um, it's got one of my favorite scenes in it, which I love that the uh, the tuna train uses mm-hmm. him from that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's and it's got it's got my boy uh, Jason Siegel in it. Yep. Um, yep. It's got so many great people in it, but of course Matthew Lillard again. He he steals. Every fucking scene. Yeah. Um, and for those of you out there, no, we will never talk about the sequel because how dare Netflix try to make a fucking sequel to this? It's just, it's the same writer director. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't bring anyone back. I don't know, man. I don't know what's time. Oh, we'll see. And I could have sworn I read somewhere that Matthew Lillard and most of the cast were like, "Yeah, we would one hundred percent come back and do a sequel." That'd be weird because you know it's like, well, the punk scene in Somewhere. in general has kind of died out. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I'm hoping it comes back. But... Which uh, t- will tie into the episode. That's you true. Know? Um, That's true. Anyway, it will. Uh, sorry that this episode was a little shorter, but it? I would say it clocks in at about... 55 minutes. No, oh, that's not so bad. Last week was like 59. Yeah, so, so. We're, we're doing great. Quit trying to fit us into a box. Yeah, man, we're not... We don't fit a box. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess it depends. Well, we hope everyone enjoyed us trying to paint a word picture of mirror. Trying so hard. Trying so hard. And got so far. <laughs> but in the end, it didn't really matter. Um, and we will see you guys next week for SLC Punk. <laughs>